0: You're listening to Decoding Healthcare Innovation with Carrie Nixon and Rebecca Gwilt, a podcast for novel and disruptive healthcare business leaders seeking to transform how we receive and experience healthcare. Welcome back for another episode of Decoding Healthcare Innovation. This is a double host, a true co host episode. Uh, my partner, Carrie, is here. Hello, Carrie. Hi, Rebecca. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe not as fun as in the podcast booth at Health, um, but we will, we will try and do so in this virtual environment. So, very often, healthcare innovators come to Carrie and I, and they've created something that's going to move the needle on health outcomes or save the system a bunch of money or make the patient experience better. And they're super excited. Uh, and, and they come to us and they say, Here's my idea. Uh, it's going to have a tremendous impact, um, but I, I don't know how to make money using this idea, right? Um, I don't I don't know what our revenue model is going to look like. I, I need you to help me understand, uh, uh, think through it. And we do this every day, and uh, we wanted to to take this opportunity to provide some insights into our our approach, what we've learned from the last couple of years of, of having these discussions. So today we're gonna be discussing five key questions to consider if you're a digital health company uh, and you need to develop a minimum viable revenue model. This is not a term of art, but it's one that we use uh, in-house because of how many times we we sort of tackle this kind of work. And we thought the best way to do that would be to tackle a particular hypothetical, um, use use a pretend business and walk through how we might help that business develop their go forward revenue modeling. And uh, so excited to have Carrie Nixon here today because our make believe company is an RPM company, and there's no one that knows more about this than she does. So, Carrie, uh, let's let's talk about uh, ABC LLC, <laughs>
1: <laughs> ABC RPM LLC. How about that? The 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 alphabet soup of uh, of healthcare. Okay, yeah, we can we can definitely talk about the, about ABC RPM company for sure. And you know, I'll just underscore what what Rebecca was saying. It is incredibly important in the healthcare industry uh, to have reimbursement on revenue associated with something that you are selling into the market. It is very frequently the case of something in healthcare doesn't get paid. It doesn't get done um, all too often. We're hoping to shift away from that with value-based care, but Especially in the fee for service model, that is sort of where we live. So, you know, we help clients every day sort of walk through uh, how can they build a revenue model. Is it in the fee for service space? Is it in the value based care space? What are the other opportunities, um, and what does that look like? So, Rebecca, you want to tell us the first key question? We can talk about that.
0: Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go through the questions and then Carrie's going to set the stage and describe describe this, uh, this ABC RPM LLC. <laughs> okay. So the first question um, seems like a simple one, uh, but it's where we start. And that is, what are you selling? The second is, who is your customer? Uh, the third is, what are the available payment mechanisms to you? The fourth is, how do you build a compliant business arrangement to capture that revenue? And the fifth, which is quite important. Uh, that is the is the step that helps you actually uh, execute on this. Is is what contracts and documentation and processes do you need to have in place uh, to actually put that business into into effect? So, Carrie, tell me about our uh, ABC RPM LLC. What are they up to?
1: Yeah. So, for those of you who may not be familiar with the acronym RPM, it's it stands for remote patient monitoring. And generally, uh, it's, it's a relatively new sort of uh, vendor part of the, the healthcare industry. But generally, uh, a vendor of remote patient monitoring services is typically selling a software platform to record all of the information that goes on on the patient side and the clinician side. They are often providing devices along with that software platform, and those devices capture uh, physiologic data or therapeutic data from patients that clinicians are treating. And then they also may provide care management services by clinical staff. So, with remote patient monitoring, you generally need someone who is going to keep an eye on the patient's data. And let the the practitioner, the physician, know if there are anomalies in that data that may indicate a problem that needs to be addressed. So, uh, a lot of RPM vendors have found that uh, this is a useful service to outsource because a lot of physician practices don't have extra clinical staff sort of sitting around to monitor data. So, but so. In short, to answer the question, a remote patient monitoring company is often selling software, devices, and clinical services in the form of care management services.
0: Okay, so that's question one. What are you selling? And that's not the only model of um, remote patient monitoring, uh, but, but uh, ABC, RP, MLLC, that's what they're doing. So now we know what they're selling, devices, care management, and software. So who are they selling those to, Carrie? Who is their customer?
1: A customer for a remote patient monitoring company could vary, right? It could be an individual patient where it with it's sort of a direct-to-consumer model. And, and a company is going out there and saying, do you qualify for remote patient monitoring services? Uh, we can help get you into a program, right? So there's the direct-to-consumer model. There's also the sort of B2B model where the customer of RPM company is... A physician practice who says we have uh, patients in our in our patient base that would benefit from remote patient monitoring, but we don't have the bandwidth to provide all of the clinical services, nor do we have a software platform or the devices. So we would like to outsource that to you. So physician practices, another potential customer. It is also ca- the case that a remote patient monitoring could choose monitoring company could choose to focus on. The employer segment um, of the industry. They could choose to sell to insurers. Um, they could even cho- choose to sell to pharmaceutical companies who are doing clinical trials. So in this case, let's just say that we have identified our customer. We, RPM company, have identified our customer as physician practices who have patients who could benefit for remote patient
0: monitoring. Okay, yeah, and I just want to emphasize that um, the "who is your customer?" question can have lots of answers, but when you start to define your revenue model, you've got to define it by potential customer. So you may have three lines of revenue: one from practices, one direct to employer, self-insured employers. Uh, you you could be working on the long game and selling into you know Blue Cross or whatever um, uh, insurer is is uh, you know you know a VP of. <laughs> but the point is. You know, identifying the customer is is a key step in figuring out the next step, which is what are the available payment mechanisms, right? In in healthcare, uh, there is a, a huge range of sort of how you can make money from everywhere, from a, a patient giving you their credit card to seeking reimbursement um, on a fee for service basis from a from a payer, or or naming your price, um, selling B two B. So, so Carrie, what are the available payment mechanisms for our RPM company that's selling into physician practices? Right, great. So
1: for physician practices, we know that there is fee for service reimbursement available for remote patient monitoring services. That means that it is possible to serve a physician practice as a vendor with a services agreement, right, whereby the physician is providing and supervising generally the remote patient monitoring services for for their particular uh, patient. They are billing Medicare or a commercial payer for those services, and then and they are also though paying a fee to RPM vendor company for providing the software the devices and the monitoring services and or the monitoring services. So when you are selling to physician practices, you know that a fee-for-service reimbursement infrastructure is one available revenue stream. It is also possible that another available revenue stream for a physician practice would be a practice that is in some sort of value-based care and delivery uh, and payment arrangement. So uh, it may be that, that they are not Engaging really in a fee for service model, but are have fee, have value based contracts. In that case, that's another potential revenue stream that you need to be aware of when you are creating your business model.
0: So the next question we're going to get to is how to build a compliant business arrangement around this. And I want to just take a pause here and and um, ha, you know have a lawyer moment when I point out that. You can know where your money is coming from and still have a lot of work to do to figure out whether the way that you are designing your reimbursement structure or designing your um, commercial arrangement is actually compliant uh, with with state and federal law. It is the case that partnerships like between an RPM company and a physician practice in healthcare can be rife with risk uh, related to how and how often and in what amount. Uh, money changes hands uh, between the two companies. And so uh, whereas if we were selling widgets, maybe number four wouldn't wouldn't be uh, as important a question. But in healthcare, d- designing a compliant business arrangement is key to capturing revenue without getting yourself in trouble. Um, it's where a lot of folks get tripped up. And a lot of innovators in the in the space, uh, in the healthcare space don't have a background in healthcare regulatory. And this is something that that sometimes gets missed until it's too late, and then you have to sort of rebuild it. So, of course, ABC RPM LLC has come to us right at the beginning to help us fashion their uh, revenue model. So, Carrie, how would you advise them uh, in the model, let's see, in the model whereby they're being paid by the physician practice under a fee-for-service system?
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll focus... First on the non-compliant, non-healthcare way of doing this, right? It might be instinctual to say, well, we're going to take, uh, we, the vendor, our PM company, are going to take a percentage of everything that you get reimbursed for from the practice, right? That is a natural instinct. Uh, it is a practice that might be very uh, typical in in other industries, in most commercial transactions and business arrangements, it is definitely illegal in the healthcare space, and that's something that not everyone knows. So, so this is where you go, you know. All right, let's focus on a compliant business arrangement that, that's, that's going right. to for the revenue, because um, orange
0: looks good on no one.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. So, a compliant business arrangement for an RPM vendor company. Looks like a services contract, whereby the the vendor RPM company is charging a flat service fee per patient per month for providing the software, the supply of the device, and potentially, if the physician practice chooses it, the sort of uh, the clinical staff to do the care management and monitoring of the data. Um, That's that services. Fee should be at a fair market value for the services that are provided, and it should not be tied to whether or not the physician practice receives reimbursement. So, the bottom line here is that, you know, I just described for you the intricacies of one type of compliant business arrangement in this space. There are other compliant business arrangements. The 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 big takeaway here is that there are lots of non-compliant business arrangements, and if you're using one of those non-compliant arrangements to capture the revenue, that revenue down the road may be taken maybe away.
0: Back. That's yeah. right, maybe clawed back from you.
1: Exactly, maybe clawed back. So um, so that's that's you know compliance is important is an important part of your revenue model.
0: Yeah. And and Carrie mentioned sort of the services contract piece of that. That's that's step number five, right? What paper do you need to have in place to document what the arrangement is? And I'll tell you, my experience is often that uh, clients contact us and say, I just need you to write me up a services contract. But I hope what we have illustrated here is that that is the last step. Once you identify your service, your customer, the available payment mechanisms, and the compliant business model, only then can you construct documentation to reflect what that what that means in a in a transactional sense. So in this case, I think Carrie mentioned it's a services contract. It might be equipment lease, uh, depending on how it's structured. And of course, uh, we're you know the the setting of the price, the a process to set a price that is compliant with with the law will be will be an important thing to have in place. So um, I, I honestly I. I This is something that we do pretty consistently, but it creates a ton of value. And I hope anybody who's listening um, has gotten some value from this. To to recap, these are our uh, five key questions. Uh, What are you selling? Who is your customer? What are the available payment mechanisms? What is a compliant business arrangement? And then how do you execute? What contracts, documentations, and processes do you need to have in place We've got um, we've got a, a a takeaway in the show notes you can download that sort of uh, highlight this again if you want to have it on your on your desktop to reference as you're building new business models check the show notes for any additional notes and information from us and certainly um, reach out to us and, and let us know if this was helpful if there's any other topics that uh, that it might be helpful for us to share and thank you thank you to my fabulous co-host Carrie Nixon.
1: And thank you right back at you and to our listeners. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Decoding Healthcare Innovation. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to find out more about Carrie, me, or Nixon Guilt Law, go to nixonguiltlaw.com or click the links in the show notes.